I am your host, Ray Ireland, and you are listening to the Soul Align Podcast, where we help high-achieving leaders and driven visionaries do what they love and live their purpose. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm your host, Ray Ireland. You are listening to the Soul Align Podcast, where we help high-achieving leaders and driven visionaries do what you love and live your purpose right now. So welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about fulfilling work and achieving your dream career and what are some like action steps that you can do to step into that. So I'm really excited to bring this guest on. We have Emily Utter here and she is a business coach for adventurous coaches, healers, and service-based entrepreneurs that are wanting to scale their location independent business and also work from anywhere in the world. And I think this is like so key, the work that Emily is doing, because, you know, similar to the work that I'm doing, like we need to be online. Like I think now more than ever, it's clear that this is the direction that we're going in. So whether you're craving that freedom or actually now if you're craving safety, then this might be a good way to go. So we're going to kind of dive into her story, how she created this business and some tips that she's seen in creating this business for herself and also helping others create this sort of lifestyle, you know, living out their dream career. So thanks so much for joining, Emily. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ray. This is great. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just like dive right in. I want to hear a little bit about your story. You know, I know that you used to work as an activist, so maybe sharing a little bit about that. And I'm I'm curious, like as you're sharing us sharing the story with us, you know, did you always have the dream of becoming a coach and entrepreneur? Oh, such a good question. And no, I, I didn't even know that this industry existed. So you're absolutely right. I started out as an activist and really I, I became an activist as a child. I didn't know that that's what you would call it, but I grew up in Vermont, such an amazing hippie place, great environmental laws, liberal, really cool politics. And when I was a kid, when I was 12, I moved to New Hampshire and I was shocked to find out that there was no recycling. So that really became my first entree into activism. I started my school's recycling program and went on to do a lot of cool environmental projects, ended up going to school to study environmental studies and public policy and sociology. So I learned a lot about behavior change, policy, education, and just so many different pieces of what it takes to shift behavior change in order to support the environment. So my claim to fame is that I helped the city of San Francisco ban plastic bags and then eventually other cities and the state of California. And I've actually helped cities all over the world ban plastic bags and styrofoam. And so I did that for about 10 years um, as a government employee, as you know, a nonprofit employee, as a consultant. That's when I started my first business was actually environmental consulting. And so that was my thing. But I over time got really tired of it because ultimately my job became fighting the petroleum industry and I was just tired of it. I was ready to pass the baton on and I really didn't know what was next. But what I did know was that I no longer wanted a job. I didn't want a nine to five. Long story short, I actually got fired from a job I had at a nonprofit in Cal in California and Oakland, actually. And it, it was the best thing that ever happened. I think that happens sometimes where we're like manifesting and we're like thinking about it, but we're like not ready to. And then all of a sudden yeah. the world's like, nope, you're ready. We're going to make sure yeah. you know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So from there I went, so 
I, I basically went from that into going back to doing the environmental consulting as a self-employed person. And what happened next is why I became a coach. So I was going out, speaking at conferences, had all these different clients and it became one of those things where everybody wanted to pick my brain. Can I take you to dinner? Can I pick your brain? Can we do a call? Can we have coffee? And it was like several of these a week. And so I just put a call out to the universe and I was like, there's gotta be a way to make money doing this. And I had never heard of the coaching industry. I didn't know anything, but I put the call out to the universe. And then this woman in my co-working space randomly invited me to this coaching event. So I ended up going to the coaching event. I signed up for the coaching program through like tears and total hysteria. Like, oh my God, am I really spending this money? Yes, I did. Um, and that's really where it all began. And you know, since then I've really built my business around having a freedom-based lifestyle, which is a little bit of a joke in the era of coronavirus, not been on a plane yet this year, which is insane. I'm so due. Um, but yeah, everything really shifted from there. And I discovered that what I'm super passionate about as far as our industry goes and my work in the world is really supporting people to step fully into their personal power. So I know you know I do this as like a sales queen um, and then also in my other programs, but that's really kind of the beginning of how this business came to be. So cool. I love, I love hearing like all the stories and, you know, it's like, I think also like our dreams, sometimes we have them and we forget, we can tend to think like, oh, I have to like make this happen. But there's also this piece in like, what I heard from your story is like the dream also comes to us. Yes, definitely. Sometimes it's this like divine meeting. Um, and so I'm curious, like, so you help, you know, coaches, healers and consultants, like really like get out of this like hustle and something that I know you help with is like helping them stop over giving. And I hear this in yeah. story of like, you were like doing all of these calls and I can so relate. Like, I think my business started the same way. And I was just like, yeah, exhausted. I'm like, I'm not even making money. Like, yeah, anyone's supposed to have a job when like life is like this. And then I realized, oh, well, not everyone is experiencing this. So how do you, can you like share some steps um, that would help maybe the viewers if they feel like they're, you know, over giving in parts of their life, like how to stop doing that? Like, that's a huge one. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because people do ask me a lot about boundaries and often what I find is that people are just afraid to actually say whatever it is that they need to say. So they're afraid to set the boundary. You know, we all have our different stuff that we have. So whether it's fear of abandonment, fear of not being liked or worried about some kind of horrible outcome that someone is imagining in their head, but really it's about taking that first step and and just practicing the no, if that's what needs to happen. So a client actually sent me the other day, a screenshot of someone saying, Hey, can I pick your brain about yada, yada? And I don't even entertain questions like that. Like it's not, and, and actually I want to say this too, because I'm so clear in myself that that's not something I do. People really don't ask me anymore. It's very, very rare, very rare, very rarely do I have to say, that's not something that I do. And I think it's really about just practicing, finding a polite but firm way to say it, and then letting people know what they can do instead. So we actually created a link. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but where if someone wanted to have coffee with me, they could book it for, I think, $300 or $500 or something like that. It's like, if you want to have coffee with me, you let's do it. I mean, 
probably that wouldn't happen today, but go ahead and pay and then we can have the coffee and the coffee's on me. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, but it's like just declaring that. And you know, we, here's what I say to people who have businesses. You never go to the grocery store and think just, they're going to let you leave with your bag of food. Like it doesn't occur to you to not pay, right? Like you expect to pay and we need to treat our businesses the same way such that people expect to pay for the service, which is our wisdom that we've spent our entire lives learning, investing in and growing and people get to pay for that. So it's not that I don't believe in generosity. I know you and I are similar and that we put out tons of epic free content. So there is something for everyone. And if somebody wants my time one-on-one, they get to pay for it. Yeah. I love this. And I think it's such an important like action step in terms of like achieving your dream career, your dream business, because yeah. like we can have the dream, but like if you're not valuing it, And if you're just putting it out there in the world, like you're actually not creating a career, you're creating a hobby. Yes. If you want to do that, that's fine. Like all props to you. But if you're really wanting to create a dream career where you can, you know, really support yourself with sustainable income, where whatever level that looks like, you need to like set up these boundaries and really have them in place. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious, like in your journey, like, and I'm sure you have, but I would love to hear a story of like, did you ever have a time where you thought like, maybe this dream that I have isn't possible? Like, what was that like? And what helped you get out of that? Yeah, well, you know, I have to say that I definitely had some experiences the first couple of years starting this business that felt so hard and so many challenges. And those really taught me that I am capable of anything. And you know, I think all entrepreneurs have dark moments. I think anyone who says that they don't have dark moments is not being completely honest. So of course I have dark moments in my business. Of course I have problems that feel difficult to solve or team challenges or stuff like that. But what I have really learned is that muscle of resilience that taught me that I can figure it out. So, you know, I always laugh, like I get nervous and Burning Man's not happening this year, but Burning Man is the only time throughout the year that I'm like completely 100% off grid. And every time I go, there's like that little thought of, well, my business could completely fall apart when I'm gone, but I'm going to be okay. And obviously it never has. And I, I don't think it would, but you know, it's like, I just know because I built that belief that I can get through it. Not that I enjoy the hard times. I definitely don't. I would love if they never showed up again but just building that belief in myself because I've gone through so much already that it's like, all right, here's another thing. Here we go. Let's do this. Let's get through it. Let's come out the other side. Yeah, totally. So I'm curious, do you think like you need to go through the challenges to build up that belief or can you have that belief without going through the challenges? I do think it's something you have to experience. Um, I think it's the sort of thing where you know, even if you had a sports related goal or a physical goal and you've never run a mile less than seven minutes, you're not going to know what it's like to run a mile under seven minutes or six minutes until you do it. So you can have the belief that it's possible and then you get to have that lived experience of what it feels like. So, you know, if you talk to anyone who's built a successful business, they're going to have so many stories to tell you of things that didn't work, so many failures falling on your face. And I feel like that's what really builds our strength because part of being a great entrepreneur is building up the mindset, is building up the 
problem solving abilities. So even though they're not my favorite, I know that those are the things that have allowed me to become strong and capable when the shit does inevitably hit the fan, which it will. Yeah. And I think that's like such a, it's such a thing if we're like our dream career, like it's going to be so dreamy and amazing. And yet like, okay, if that was easy to do, then why wouldn't everyone just do it? Like, I think there is a process weeding out of like, okay, like how dedicated are you to this dream? Like, is it really actually important to you that like, you're willing to like have your face like slammed in the concrete like yeah. times. And then like after experiencing that over and over again, like, do you feel like there's ever a point where you're like, okay, like I love these challenges. Like, boom, I'm going to like let my face get slammed. Cause I know that I'm going to grow through it. Like, is that. Can't say, can't say I've reached that point yet. Um, <laughs> I, I just carry definitely all about welcoming and ease, you know, I don't think it has to be hard all the time. It doesn't need to be hard all the time. I think that said though, you know, a lot of people really aren't cut out for entrepreneurship. And unfortunately I feel like most influencers, coaches, healers online are not completely honest about the journey because it typically isn't a very strong selling point. Right. So I think it does paint a false view of what this life really is. And I think because of that, a lot of people try to come into entrepreneurship who really don't have it in them and who would actually be much happier doing something else. So it's definitely not for everyone. And, you know, there's there's so many ways to express our gifts and passions. It does not have to be through entrepreneurship. So yeah, Mm -hmm. my thoughts on that. Yeah, I love this. And I think it's just so important to like give everyone that ability to choose and be like, okay, look, like if you want to be an entrepreneur, here's the journey. Like this is what the steps look like if that's what your dream career is. And if your dream career is to be working in a corporation or under, you know, another company, like that's amazing too. Like it's, it's all about, we're talking about, you know, fulfilling work. So it's really like, are you in alignment? with the work that you're going in the direction that you're going on. And if not, then you need to figure out how to get on the track. And, you know, it it really does look different for everyone. Yep, absolutely. So I would love to hear, like, what is the most fulfilling part of your work that you get to do? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, it's definitely my client wins. Like, hands down, that's absolutely the most fun for me. So, you know, when it comes to earning more money, raising rates, having a really big month. I also work with my clients a lot on their content. So I'll have clients whose content goes viral or they'll get a bunch of new leads from it or new clients, new sales. So all of that is really what lights me up and just seeing the shifts that my clients experience and also their gratitude. I just got a really sweet voice note from a client earlier today who was just sharing her gratitude with me and things like that really fuel me. Those are the moments that get me through the tough times. Um, That's really the best for me. That's what lights me up is, is seeing how, you know, whatever magic it is that I'm bringing to the containers that I, that I work with the results that my clients experience, like that's really the best part of it for me. Mm, I love that. I think sometimes too, it's funny because I think it's, even like seeing clients results can be even more gratifying than like our own results. Do you? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I celebrate myself and my clients celebrate me, but I've definitely shifted my focus towards them and being more excited to brag about my clients than brag about myself. Because ultimately, you know, of course, I'm here to make great money and have a great life and all of that. But if my clients aren't getting results, then what am I doing this for? So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm into these days. Yeah, I love that. So these values that you're holding, I want to kind of like backtrack into like your work um, as an activist and like the passion that you had, you know, even just growing up and seeing kind of what was happening in the world. Do you feel like you're able to like weave in these values now into your new, not new, but what you're doing now? Yeah. Because I do hear sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, like, I don't really want this job, but it's so I'm, I feel like I'm fulfilling my values in here. And so it can be hard to kind of transition or decide to do something different and feel like, I don't know if I'll be able to like do my values and like have that be a part of my business if it's like a different focus. Yeah, this is such a good question. And this is something I really had to become okay with when I decided to leave the environmental world because there aren't as many ways to, um, you know, weave that into this business. So that said, there are specific things that we do where I do get to reflect my values. So for instance, at our live retreats, when we're able to have those, we have specific things in our contract and we ask for this and this gets built into the contract of whatever venue we work with. So there's no disposables allowed. There's no paper cups. There's no plastic utensils. There's no water bottles. There's no plastic water bottles. Um, there's no disposable anything. The other thing that you'll find if you come to an event of mine is that there's not a bunch of shitty swag. So I know a lot of events will do these swag bags and they make it like this thing, but it's stuff that people don't really want. So we do give gifts, but they're things that I think are practical, useful. They're not just like totally wasteful. Um, And so that's something that we really think about. And even with our name tags, Um, that's something where, you know, we put in a lot more time to find a more environmentally friendly name tag, whereas everywhere else you go, they're going to have the lanyard with the plastic thing with the la la la. And then they don't even save them at the end. Very few people actually save that stuff and reuse it. So those are things we're super conscious about. So that's how I currently express my environmentalism is through our events and gifts and things like that. Um, another thing that we've been really focused on in my company is building our company to be on a foundation of anti-racism. So this is something that I have been invested in over the years, but really took it to the next level when the Black Lives Matter movement really picked up recently. So I rehired a coach who I'd worked with in the past, who's actually a former client. And so I'm working with her at a very high level integrating anti-racist policies into our company. So everything from how we hire, how we orient our clients, all of our clients are required to attend anti-racism training as part of the curriculum for my mastermind, for example. So we take it really seriously. Um, You know, that's something where I feel like I am able to make a bigger difference as far as my activism goes and really letting my business be a model for what's possible in our industry because it's still a very white industry. My clients are vast majority white, but it's changing. We're making some important shifts in our company, but 
that's really been a big thing for me this year where, where I have been able to reignite my own activism in a bigger way. And that's felt really good. And um, I really like being able to do this because it's also a model for all of my own clients. They all have businesses, they all have clients, they all have a team. And so <clears throat> through the work that we're offering for my mastermind clients, just as an example, they're able to start doing some of this work first internally, but then inside of their own businesses as well. So that's been a huge thing for us over the past several months. And we've made a lot of progress with that. So that's, that's the biggest thing we're working on right now, activism wise. <clears throat> that's awesome. I love hearing just how it all can interact, interact with one another and like bring in these different passions into like, what is a much larger machine than even just yourself? Yeah. That's really cool and so inspiring to hear. Um, I'm curious, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with any of our viewers that might be watching, you know, that are entrepreneurs maybe in their first few years of business and kind of figuring out like, okay, how do I like really get this dream reality, uh, dream to turn into a reality? Like, are there any other action steps that are just must that they should be taking and aware of? Well, definitely investing in themselves. So if you're a brand newbie, you got to hire a coach, right? I don't know if you work with brand newbies, um, but not no, me. You don't. There's okay. there are people out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't either. So, but there's tons of amazing coaches that work with brand newbies. So if you have not hired a coach yet and you want to have a business, hire a damn coach. That is step one. Don't wait till you have the money. Don't wait till the perfect this or that, like just hire the freaking coach now. Um, that's the number one thing. And then also just know, you know, I feel like part of my job with my clients is to just like hammer into their brain and brainwash them to believe that they really truly can lead with their truth and their true personality and essence. So there's a lot of contrived crap on the internet, but the reality is if you show your personality, if you show who you are, if you're, you know, unapologetic about your self-expression, you're going to make more money faster because it's something for people to latch onto and be magnetized and drawn to. So that's another thing I would say is just trust that who you are is enough. I have a whole long story that's not for today about how I judged myself and I thought I was supposed to be a different way. And then when I just let my freak flag fly, I doubled my business, like everything changed. So many good things happened. So your personality is perfect. Let people see it. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Double in that. Oh my gosh. I definitely can relate. And it is so amazing. Like I hear that time after time, like there's so many guests that have been on here and everyone almost says like, okay, as soon as I was just tried to let go of like all these things that I was trying to do and who I was being and just was myself, it's like skyrockets. So yeah. that's a huge one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Emily. And thank you to everyone that is checking out this video. Subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks again, Ray. Thanks for listening to the Soul Aligned podcast. If you like our show and would like to know more, please check out www.rayireland.com. That is R A E. I-R-E-L-A-N.